Welcome to the PSA Podcast. Join us on a journey of inspiration, growth, and education. A chance for you to gain insights, great coaches, thought leaders, and industry peers. All right, Mass, we are back in the booth. Welcome back, buddy. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm ready for some nurturing. Oh, <laughs> let me nurture you. Let me nurture you. Okay. All right. So for those of you who are listening for the first time and you're like, who are these guys? What's going on? So I'm going to give you a little bit of context. My name is Coach Jens. It's actually Jens Robinson, but I don't think anyone knows what my surname is. So I'm actually Coach Jens. I'll change my passport one day. Uh, and alongside me, I've got Craig Massey, Coach. Now, um, who are we? Between us, we are responsible for a lot of the education that you will come through when you jump into anything uh, regarding the PFCA. And what we stand for is to elevate the coach, to completely transform everything that it means to be a personal trainer. The respect, the career, even down to how you get paid and what you get paid because we are here to change the game. And in that comes a whole bunch of nuance and a bunch of words and things that we might say that we want to share so it can bring some meaning to you and largely allow, uh, largely allow you to be able to coach at a much higher standard. Now, today's topic is we're going to go a little bit more informal around the nurture side of our kind of operating system when we talk about <clears throat> everything client development. So within our functional fitness education certifications, we have this 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 spidergram, this this opportunity to acknowledge two ends of the spectrum when it comes to developing your client. On one side, you have all things express, and on the other side, you have all things nurture. Now, largely, the coach uh, in today's society, in today's industry, is often limited by their understanding of what nurture means. So on one end, you might see it as just being a lifestyle coach. And in fact, we all need to be better at coaching our clients through their lifestyle parameters. But how and why and what and, and to what level? Well, that's the detail. And that's the detail that we as a PFCA are really keen to dive into uh, and hopefully give you some enlightenment on what it is. So, Mass, do... Do us a solid. Mm. Explain, express, and nurture better. Oof. I'll give it a go. So, as the words suggest, and this is where we've tried to be as useful as, as we can and, and, and not be cryptic with our explanations of things, express is expression. So, <clears throat> on that side of the coin, it's everything that we do that come out as, as an action. So it's the outcome, really. So that's all things um, movement, exploration, play, work, relationships. Those are all what come out of, 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 the, in, of the input, if you like. They're the output. What feeds into that, then, is the input being nurture. So really what we're saying is that in order to express yourself truly, um, and there's lots of depth there in, in just that one statement. Um, the quality of your nurture will dictate 
the level and quality of your expression on the other side. And in nurture, we talk about uh, nurturing yourself, so fueling yourself from a nutritional point of view and fueling yourself from a behavior point of view as well. So as you as you mentioned there with the lifestyle coaching, it's, um, it's just digging into the behavior side of things. So the choices and habits that um, are with you all the way through the day, not just in your physical practice of training. So everything that sits outside of what we see generally today is physical expression, i.e. the gym. What sits outside of that and what feeds into it. And therefore, um, how you recover from that as well as what you feed into it on the other side. So we end up with this sort of cyclical nature of um, nurture feeds expression, which requires nurture, which feeds more expression, etc., etc., etc. And it goes round and round and round. As we see, very similar to what would be the day. Um, so... We have expression on one side, but then on the other side, we must sort of stop and replenish. Mm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> just hearing you talk and then putting my putting my education hat on, you know, with all the students that we that we work with, is recognizing that on the nurture side, you mentioned a little bit about behavior, you mentioned a little bit about lifestyle, you mentioned a little bit <laughs> a little bit about nourishment, and. <clears throat> a lot of coaches they get caught up in that lifestyle stuff as purely I need to get my client to move more. Mm. Right. I'm only gonna look at steps. Yeah. Right. And fundamentally that is so rudimentary. It is nowhere near at the level of depth we need to consider in order to have better conversations with our clients. So on that on that nurture side <clears throat> it's our ability to connect the dots with the client to acknowledge what it is they value and where their actions lie and how we can get their actions to be more in line with what it is that they value. If we look deeper at this <clears throat> element of what it is we're trying to acknowledge is moving our clients closer to that in which they value. And oftentimes most people's actions are quite far away from what it is they value. And it takes a coach to be able to challenge them from an awareness standpoint and go you said that you value this mm. do you see your actions do something different yes and then having the knowledge to not only showcase or bring that to a level of awareness for the client but then having the expertise to be able to bridge that gap or to make that gap smaller mm. that's that's what we're talking about in this nurture piece yep so that in fact, not only are we nurturing and they become able to nurture themselves, but it's more in line with who they want to be, which is their highest form of their, their themselves, yeah. which means that they're more fulfilled. They can perform better, not in the gym. They can perform better in every element of their expression. And that's why nurture is so important. Mm, exactly. And so to, to that point, the the biggest change is, is awareness. So when a client comes in, the, the the client that you mentioned at that point, they don't they don't necessarily have the relevant education or understanding to connect the dots between the behaviours every, in everyday life and that which and that which either they value or they or they want to go after as a goal. So they don't know that this particular behaviour is in fact directly linked to the outcome that they desire. They don't know that yet. 
And so they don't hold any value in that particular behavior because they they're they're blissfully unaware that that's not that, that that's actually not linked that that's actually linked. So then yeah it's, that's that's our job to gradually and very carefully over time educate the client um with priorities in mind and and, and start to build um a broader picture so a broader awareness really um through education so that when the clients are faced with a, a choice or a decision outside of the gym, they can make the better one, which will, in fact, then, as you as you mentioned, upgrade and let's call it their performance, rather than continuing to be un- unaware and missing that opportunity to make that change. Um, and that's what I think. That's what. That's what a lot of clients struggle with. Really, is is the fact that they they just they just don't know any better, and so that's that's our role is to is to upgrade their education so that they can make better decisions. Yeah, and and to that point, most clients, you know, of course they wouldn't, right? Like through schooling, education, through their life at home, their parents, generational stuff. Like we can't expect them to know what you know. Not at all. And yet, when and and nor should we go and overwhelm them with a level of information because they are ill-informed. Mm. That we just go, okay, here's all the education. You know, it's a bit like, um, do you remember back in the day when when coaches used to give? I don't know if it still gets done, where like coaches give their client like a, a welcome, welcome to training with uh, Coach Jens. Here's my nutrition one hundred and one book. Mm. Yep, and it's this like massive book where it's like these are carbs and this is protein and you have to eat like this and this and this. And it's like, it's basically like a a little nutrition one-on-one book. What the fuck is the client meant to do with all their information? (laughs) Our job as coaches is not to give information. That's not education. If that was the case, then we'd all be super smart because we've got an encyclopedia in our, in our back pocket, Mm. your iPhone. But what we need to do, is go, what bit of education is most relevant to them right now in relation to their story? Not your story, not your bias, their story. That's what nurture is as well. Mm. Definitely, definitely. But, I mean, your your language there, it all points towards the individual. And, 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 and that's that's the key. So, yes, we can have macro sheets yes we can have food diaries yes we can have recipe books etc 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 all these things that that with great intentions are put out there to try and help clients but they fall on deaf ears why because they don't directly align with what that client needs at that point in, in time and that's our job to our job is to figure that out so our job is to find that information through the investigation phase then order it through integration in order then to to establish what our first line of attack should be or the first thing that we we pose as a challenge so that the, the the correct dose of challenge for the client in their nurture practice and that might be even though they come to you for weight loss or something through investigation you establish that their evening routine is is miles away from what it needs to be in order to 
facilitate the weight loss that they require as far as managing stresses, et cetera, et cetera, nurturing their body so that over time there's a consistent rhythm that's formed in the body, um, appetites managed manage better, mealtime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it might all start with refining the evening routine. So that person's first challenge might be something as simple as um, changing the uh, environment in their bedroom. Step one. And they're like, I came to you for weight loss. It's like, I know we'll get there. And that's where you can you can help to paint the picture of of what the the, the, the sort of the longer process is going to look like. But right now we need to hone in on just this one change. And until we can communicate how that one change will link into the bigger picture for the client in a language that they understand and that means something to them, then we'll never get that to happen. And so they'll just go on to the next coach and, and, and request the, the calorie sheet and the macro sheet and, and, and think that that's going to do the job when in actual fact, until they start to change the behaviors that sit around all of that, not a lot's going to change. And so, yeah, there's so much involved in this and it's difficult for us to capture it all in, in, in a, in, in a relatively short pod. Um, but I think from an overview point of view, we can just give, um, in this sitting, we can, we can, we can give enough to suggest that this isn't, this is a, this is an avenue of investigation for the coach that should not be missed. And in fact, it should probably be prioritized on every single, um, on every single level for your, um, relationships with the, with the client. Yeah, I love that you finished with the word relationships because largely <clears throat> this whole thing is all about relating mm. to to the person in front of you and your ability to just uh, with empathy and understanding uh, recognize who they are in this moment and what they need to go to that next moment rather than snap into perfection. And I think what kind of comes back always with all our conversations really is the coach's ability to utilize something that we teach within the FFC courses a lot is the model of zone of proximal development and how it's a great awareness tool to go, am I throwing my client too far that the only, the only potential or probable result will be a level of withdrawal back to a state of no growth yeah. and no adaptation, no change. And that's kind of, big kind of nuance behind everything within the functional fitness coaching certification our level one and the level two is that we give you the coach the ability to see things that most coaches can't see and then the tools or the models that will give you the will facilitate your your next decision the appropriate next decision your dose in order to facilitate growth and results for your client. And what's beautiful about this is it's not limited to a one-to-one setting. In fact, it elevates the coach's ability to be more aware, to see more things, to notice more things, even in a group setting, and start to recognize trends that as these individuals start to show up in a group setting, you might be able to acknowledge little details that through what we've just spoken about for the last 15 minutes, you can then appropriately dose sufficient challenge that is in line with who they are and what they stand for and what they value and what they're trying to achieve. Exactly. Ultimately, what we're talking about here is consultation. Yeah. 
And I think if the coach can shift the mind for, away from transmission into consultation, and like you say, at any level, whether it's in a PT setting, whether it's individual design, whether it's online, whether it's in small group, whether it's in large group, every conversation you have with a client or a member is an opportunity to refine your consulting skills, not transmission of knowledge. And I think if you shift your mindset from from the transmission into the consulting, your ability to consult moves on tenfold. Mm. Because every conversation, that's your intention. So you're intending to consult, in which, in, in which I mean you're intending to listen mm. and notice. And you, you, as, you, as you mentioned, your, your awareness then starts to grow. And then you can be aware of things like, how did I react to that? Oh, that made when that when that client said that to me, that made me feel this, and I had this urge to say this. I wonder why that was. And so, through that process of continuing to consult in every conversation that you have as a coach, not formally, you don't have to make it all. You don't have to go into this identity of like I'm 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 a now I'm a now a consultant. It's just being. It's just an awareness piece. Through that awareness piece your knowledge of yourself grows as a coach and therefore your ability to be more useful, i.e. get out of the client's way, increases tenfold also. And so it's probably one of the areas specifically for the probably the more masculine type of coach that uh, those coaches struggle with is consulting because um, it's very easy for that coach to be to get stuck in absolutes and, and end goals. Um Whereas what we're looking for in, in consultation is to try and eke out feelings and the more subjective thing. Mm. And so, yeah, th- th- there's a change in mindset and there's a change in awareness definitely required in order to, 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 to make that happen. And, and, and yeah, I would say that that is one of the things that, one of the, one of the more regular things that coaches come to me struggling with. And I think that the reality is we don't take enough opportunities to refine it mm. because we're not paying attention enough. And actually every conversation we have as a coach is an opportunity to refine our craft. Yeah. On that point, I've, I've never actually heard you say that transmission <clears throat> thing, but, and this is a good opportunity to challenge that to a point of in that same setting of the consultation, the insecurities force the coach to want to coach straight away. Mm want to try and fix straight away. Mm. Um, whereas the confident coach or the confident practitioner or the confident consultant in that in that moment is is purely playing the role of like a triage nurse. Where it's like, what are the symptoms? Yep. What's going on? And not needing to step in and solve the problem just yet. Almost like a narcissistic kind of tendency. Like, it's me. I have it. And I think loads of coaches struggle with that. Mm. I mean, I I definitely did that for many, many years in, in, in my career. It's the Jen show. But ultimately, if we can remove ourselves and facilitate the client's journey in order to empower them rather than enable them and get to a position where we're building a level of autonomy and autonomy isn't go fly. You're, you're, you're fine without me. Yes, of course we want to get there once one day, but autonomy is they've solved this problem in their life before 
with sufficient support and challenge from you as a coach and now no longer do they need you to solve that one particular problem yeah. and now all of a sudden that's like tick in the box i can do this mm. and they can move higher degrees of challenge in their life with the support of a great coach exactly so if you want to find out more about that you're going to need to sign up to ffc and we'll see you guys there but for now peace and love if you love that episode please be sure to share it on your socials tag the dot pfca on instagram coach underscore jens on instagram and craig massey coach or of what